0: Hello, this is Josh Chrisman, pastor of the Anchor Church of Cambridge, located in Cambridge, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life that God has called you to live. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to Luke, chapter 18. And I'm going to read a couple of verses of scripture that Brother Smith read a few weeks ago. And it's been stuck in my spirit ever since then. And uh, thank you for that word, Brother Smith. And... Uh, it's one that I haven't read all that often, and once I got into it, uh, something hit me. I thought it was going to be one thing, and then as I started to study into this, it became something else. How many knows that the Lord knows what he's doing? Okay, there's nothing that you hear according to his word that's accident. Okay, there's no coincidence. There's no accidents. Amen. Somebody say amen. But I want I, uh, before I read this, I want to uh, extend my uh, appreciation for my pastor. I want to give him honor. I'm glad he made it tonight. I don't know, just something about having him here. Um, it's support. It's it's uh, strength. It's uh, I don't know. Can't explain it. Just great to have you here tonight, and uh, great. I'm glad you made it. He said that today. He sent me a text and said, "I don't think I'm going to make it. I have 170 stops. There's no way." But he's here. Amen. God makes a way. Somebody say Amen. But I want to give him honor tonight, and uh, I want to uh, uh, I want to reiterate uh, my gratefulness to him and to you guys for letting me do this, for uh, letting me uh, fulfill this um, call that God's put in my life. From a young age, I ran from it for a long time. For a long time, but I appreciate the opportunity every time I get to break the bread. Every every chance I get to speak, every chance I get to, to uh, let the Spirit guide me into something. I, I really appreciate the opportunity. And uh, let's read Luke chapter 18. And we're going to read this parable, verses 1 through 8. Now, I want you to really uh, notice with me, if I can get on the right page. I want you to notice with me the first verse. And then we'll read the rest. It says, And he spake a parable unto them to this end. Okay? So right from the outset, the writer here, Luke, he's given us a reason for this parable. He's given us what this parable means, okay? It says, and he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray. Okay, let's read that again. I'm not sure you got it. It says, he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men, or people, right? Men and ladies, okay, mankind. Okay. Ought always to pray. Amen. And not to faint. Okay. Then he goes on saying that there was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city. And she came unto him saying, avenge me of mine adversary. And he would, who's the adversary of a widow? I mean, especially back in those days. Okay? is the adversary of this widow. It says, And he would not for a while. But afterward, he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest her by her continually coming, she weary me. Oh, I got a funny story about that in a minute. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge saith. So here we have an unjust judge doing the right thing for the wrong reasons. Okay. Now, it doesn't matter if God puts it on somebody to do the right thing. And it doesn't matter what reasons they're doing it for, right? If it's in the interest of righteousness for a righteous person, somebody say amen. Anybody ever experienced that in their life? Something happened to you and somebody did something that they, they might not even meant to do good to you, but they did good to you. Somebody say amen. That's a whole different, man, that's just a whole different uh, message. It says, hear what the unjust judge saith. And shall not God avenge his own elect? Okay, he's saying, look, look what, the ju- uh, look what the unjust judge did. Now, God, who is a just judge, okay, wouldn't he not avenge his own elect? Okay, which cry day and night unto him, though he hear along with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. Okay? I, I just, this, this, this just came out of nowhere to me today. And, or this week. And I, I just, I want to thank him for what, for what we're about to hear. It's, it's opened up something for me, great thing for me in my life. And I hope it does for you. I want to speak to you for just a little while on this topic the purpose of prayer the purpose of prayer let's pray Dear Heavenly Father, God, I thank you, Lord, for your word. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for what it means to us in our life. I thank you, Lord, for the gift of repentance. Lord, that you've allowed us to receive, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for your spirit, Lord, that does make intercession for us. Lord, that it speaks to our hearts and our minds through your word. And I, God, I pray, Lord, that you would let it let your anointing flow tonight. Lord, God, I pray, Lord, that you would let your work do the work that it was sent to do. And God, I pray, Lord, that each and every mind, heart, and soul is open to receive and to be changed today. Change us today. Change us today. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated. So he spake a parable unto them. To this end. That men ought always to pray. And to faint not. Now, from the very outset of this parable he's telling you what he wants you to notice out of this okay now what is that okay understand that when most people when they're thinking of prayer they think of asking for something okay when most people think of prayer they think and I want you to put a little pin in that put it in the back of your head there and we're going to get to back back to that a little bit later but here in in this instance he's saying this widow went to this unjust judge and continually asking him to avenge, him, avenge her, okay? Now, he's saying, now look, uh, after the, 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 the unjust judge said, you know what, I'm not going to do it, and I'm not going to do it, not going to do it, but how many knows that you can get worn down, okay? Anybody ever have some kids that wanted something, and they ask, and they ask, and they ask, and they ask, and every time you say no, you get a little more weary of the asking Somebody say amen. So I used to go to the store with my mom. <laughs> can I have, mom, can we have this? Can we have this? Mom, please, mom, please, mom, please. Can I have this? Can I have this? Can I have this? Can I have this? Okay. And she said, no. And don't ask again. If you ask again, you're in big trouble. Okay. So understand that there's a, there's a principle that goes with that. When, when you're asking for something and you're, pers- I mean, you ever heard the word perseverance? Okay. How many's ever heard somebody, they were, they were seen somebody, and they, were, they, were, they, they would persevere for the wrong things? That <laughs> when they were asking for something or begging for something, they would persevere, 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 okay? How many knows that that's all right? Sometimes when we're clinging to the hope of something, we'll persevere in asking. Somebody say amen. So the unjust judge, finally, he did the right thing, okay? Where be it for the wrong reasons? Now, um, there's been many times in my life. Um, that my pestering my mother it I won I got what I wanted right okay thus the the next time I wanted something I thought it would work again (laughs) right now if you've ever taken little kids to the store you know what happens right come on somebody give me a smile everybody that has kids you know you've seen it right so understand that that pestering, pestering, pestering has an effect whether you want to believe it or, or, or whether you want to admit it or not. Somebody say amen. So asking for things, okay, most people think that's the purpose of prayer, okay? Now, like I said, we're going to put, put a pin in that right there. Is it more than that, though? Okay? Now, Jesus' point here is, look, if this lady's pestering the unjust judge, God heard what she wanted, then shouldn't you ought to always pray, right? Now, you're like, man, that, okay, that kind of makes sense, okay? So, in other words, God wants me to pester him in order to get what I want. Well, yes and no, okay? And we're going to go on, and we're going we're to explore that a little bit. Now, First Timothy 2.8 said, I will that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath, and without doubting, correct? Now, we have to pray. If you're going to name the name of the Lord, if you're going to walk the walk, if you're going to endure to the end, if you're going to see any revelation, if you're going to ever live in obedience to him, if you're ever going to have anything in your life, you must pray. Somebody say amen. James 4.3. Let's go, let's go there. I want you guys to see this. We're going to take our time here. I, I'm, I'm trying to not to hurry and get, get to my point because it's really good. And I'm really kind of in a hurry to get there, but I want I want you guys to see this. I really do. I'm kind of impatient with myself tonight. Somebody say, "Amen." James (laughs) four. James four. This is very, very, very common scripture. Everybody's read this before. James four verses two and three says, "Ye lust and have not." Okay, you ever want something? and you don't have it? Come on. Somebody, you ever want something and not have it? Okay? Now, we, we always we think of lust in the connotation of evil. We think of lust in the connotation of, of something that's bad. How many knows that, that if you did not lust for food, you would never eat, and you, would you wouldn't live very long? Somebody say amen. Okay? So there are natural things, instincts, that God puts in you, right, that are, that are not necessarily lustful things towards sin. Somebody say Amen. So I understand, he says, "Ye lust and ye have not." He says, "Ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain." You ever seen somebody beat their head against the wall, trying to obtain something? Okay, and they try and they try and they try. He says, "Ye cannot obtain." Ye fight and ye war, yet ye have not, because ye ask not. Okay, now, so number one reason for unanswered prayers are you're not praying them. Okay, how many knows that we can wish? When you wish upon a star, shining brightly from a, you know, you can wish, you can throw the coin in the wishing well, okay. You can break the wishbone, okay. There's a lot of old wise fables where you can get with. How many knows that if you if you're a Christian, you desire, you got to pray. Amen. Someone say, someone say, Amen. You have to understand that prayers not prayed, are prayers not answered. If you're never voicing it to the Lord, if you're never calling somebody's name, you say you have a loved one that's lost and you want them to you want to see him saved and you're not calling out their name in prayer. You're you you're not asking, okay? And God you, you tie his hands in your life because you don't ask for things that you want to ha- see happen. Somebody say amen. And is, is, it just, is it just laziness? Is it a lack of confidence? Is it probably a lot of those things, amen? But we got we to understand that if we, if we're, we're going to have to ask if we ever expect to get. Somebody say amen. Now, he says, you ask and receive not because you ask amiss. So the second reason that people don't receive the answers to their prayers because they're asking for the wrong reasons okay now if you want a, a new house just because you're, you you want to show your family that you're successful okay that might be for the wrong reasons somebody say amen so understand there's things that we ask for okay and we ask him he says it right here he says you ask not because you ask amiss that you may consume it upon your own lust so there's there's just you're only asking for this just to satisfy an innate desire in your heart for something bigger and better okay so understand the first the first rule For not getting prayers answered is not praying them. And number two is for having bad motives. Somebody say amen. How many knows that we got to have the kingdom ahead of ourselves? Okay. Now, how many knows that if I could pray for a million dollars, but if I had a million dollars, I might not be what God wants me to be? OK, so I understand that there is a greater purpose for my life than being a millionaire. Somebody say amen. There's a greater purpose that God is trying to work in our lives rather than giving us being a genie in the bottle and giving us every little thing that we want to happen in our lives. Every little whip stitch of every little whim that we have, every fad we see on TV, every little you know, whim that we see, we, you know, God's supposed to just poof and give it to you and then disappear. OK, understand that there is a kingdom purpose. For your life. There's a kingdom purpose for my life, and there's a kingdom purpose for us being together and us knowing each other. Somebody say amen. Now, prayer. Hmm. What is it? What is prayer? Okay. Type of prayer, I guess. Understand the purpose. We're going to understand the purpose of prayer. You show me a prayerless Christian, and I'll show you someone who's unstable in their walk. You can say Amen. You really can. Show me a prayerless Christian, and I'll show you someone who's blown about by winds of doctrine. Show me a prayerless Christian, I'll show you someone who struggles to hear the voice of God. Show me a prayerless Christian and I'll show you someone who struggles to be led of the Spirit. Show me a prayerless Christian, I'll show you someone who does not walk in obedience, therefore struggles to have revelation. Show me a prayerless Christian, I'll show you someone who is constantly on the, in danger of losing their faith show me a prayerless christian i'll show you someone who can't feed themselves how many knows that there's sometimes that we got to break the bread by, by ourselves that we're sick at home we can't come to the come to the church how many knows that that we got can't drag our worn uh, starving body in here every three days to get fed or we die how many knows that sometimes you've got to break the bread yourself? How many knows that sometimes you've got to get alone with the Lord, and you've got to open up the word and let the Lord speak to you one-on-one, let him show you something? How many knows that sometimes you've got a little bit of feeding to do? You're not, your not, job isn't always to be fed. Somebody say amen. There was a guy uh, one time, he said he was going leave to the, leave the church, and he went to talk to the bishop, and he said, my pastor just isn't, isn't feeding me anymore. I'm not getting fed there. And he said, well, how long have you been going there? He said, 30 years. And he said, well, shouldn't you do, be doing a little feeding by now? Somebody say amen. There's nothing wrong with being fed. I love to hear the word of God. I love to hear the anointed word come forth. I love writing little notes down in my Bible because when I get home, I'm going to look at it myself. I'm going to get alone with the Lord, and he's going to show me something I never saw before. Somebody say amen. So understand there's sometimes we got to get, get alone with the word, and we got to let the Lord let help us to feed ourselves sometimes. Somebody say amen. Show me a prayerless Christian. I'm going to show you someone who struggles to experience deliverance in their life. Okay? If you're, if, you don't, if, you don't, if you're not praying, if you're not seeking for yourself, it's really hard for somebody else to help you. It really is. How many knows that, that if you're helping somebody up off the ground that's injured, if they're able to help you a little bit, okay, it's, it's a lot of help, right? Understand, you ever try to pick up somebody who's just out cold? Okay. That's almost impossible. It's really heavy. You, think, you ever heard the term dead weight? Okay. Understand, if, if you're not seeking for yourself, it's hard for somebody else to help you. Somebody say amen. Show me a prayerless Christian, and I'll show you someone who's not a disciple. Not continuing in the word. Remember, Jesus said, you are my disciples indeed if you continue in the word. So therefore, if you're not a disciple, you can't disciple anyone else. You're not going to reach any souls if you're prayerless. Show me a prayerless Christian. I'll show you someone who depends on someone else's prayer life. I'll just leave that one there for a minute. Because I've been there. I've been To the depths where i couldn't pray for myself Mm -hmm. and there's nothing wrong there's sometimes when i first came back lord i was i was i was incapacitated spiritually i could not do anything to help myself i needed someone else's prayer life to lift me up but there comes a time when you got to start doing that for yourself and being that for somebody else amen because there's somebody always coming behind you that need your prayers and if you're not praying, and you don't, you don't have a, a prayer life of your own, how in the world are you ever going to help anybody else? Somebody say amen. Hebrews 12.2 says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endureth such contradiction of sinners against himself, Lest ye be wearied and faint in your mind. Okay. Is falling away possible? Is fainting possible? Is getting weak possible? Okay. You've been going to church for 30 years. Okay. Or 10 or 15. Are you un, are you infallible? Are you one decision away from being back where where you were? Because I am. Okay, I'm one or two bad decisions away from throwing everything that the Lord has given me away. I can, you, we, how many knows we can become weary? Okay, we can become weary. We can start to faint in ourselves, faint in our, in our walk with the Lord, faint in our, in our, in our belief, faint in our faith, faint, faint in our, in our actually in our salvation. Somebody say amen. Fainting is possible without prayer. Fainting is more than probable. Okay. If you're not praying, uh, understand, remember, remember what Jesus was saying when, uh, was it Luke, uh, 21, when he said, uh, men's hearts failing them for fear. He's talking about the end. How many knows there's some things coming on this world that are going to bring some fear into some folks. And if you're not, a, you're not a person that's a prayer, uh, prayer, if you're not a person that spends some time on your knees, you're going to have a hard time not fainting for your heart, not failing of fear. Somebody say amen. Some situa- so many situations arise in our life that demand we have a prayer life. Okay? Now, I don't know how to say this without just saying it. Um, there's been times in my life, and this is a mission on my own part. There's been times in my life when I felt a feeling uh, uh, where I was just un- uncomfortable. I was just, um, un, uh, uh, what is it? Um, Uh, discontented I was uh, not content in my spirit okay I go to lay down and relax in the evening you know because that's what you do you work all day you go home and relax in the evening and I was discontented in my spirit amen and I've come to find out later that God was calling me to prayer but I turned the tv on and I would entertain myself right out of it okay understand me right now that situations arise in our life God knows where we are and he knows where we're heading. And and if he's calling you to prayer, there's a reason for that. And if he's he's waking you up in the middle of the night, there's a reason for that. Either for you or for somebody around you or there's somebody in the body that needs you to pray. And I'm telling you right now, situations arise. And if if we're going to just entertain ourselves away from that, away from God calling us to prayer, there'll come a time when he won't call us anymore. Amen. We'll just have to meet that thing head on. How many knows that he knows what's ahead of us and he knows what's coming up. He knows what's over the hill. So when we're coming to the bend, he might wake us up and say, look, you got something coming that you need to hit your knees. You're going to need a little bit more strength in the coming days." So understand that when he's dealing with you to get on your knees and pray, you better do it. Somebody say amen. 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 I said it last week, or last time I spoke, you know, the world, I've never seen anything like it, as I watch the world, the things unfold in, in the medical areas, and in the, the healthcare, and in the, um, in, in the economic areas, and in the, the, the governments, uh, with the things around the world, the governments are doing and things. This world is racing, and I mean, sprinting toward the beast system, running right into the arms of a one world, world government, running right into the arms of revelation. Somebody say amen, so I'm here to tell you right now, that if you're not praying, you need to be. Okay? Vision 618. says, right after, this is Paul. Right after speaking about putting on the whole armor of God. Okay? He talks about the helm of salvation. You know, stand against the wiles of the devil. Okay? Standing against the persecution. Standing against all the, all the fiery darts of the devil. He says, you put on the whole armor. Remember the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation. Shod with the feet of the preparation of the gospel. Remember that? Armed with the shield of faith. The next verse he says, praying always. I want you to put a pin in that one, right? Always in your mind and put a pin in it. Praying always with a prayer and supplication in the spirit. Now, what does that mean? Okay. Praying always is pretty self-explanatory. We're going to talk about that in a second. But praying and supp- with a prayer and a supplication in the Spirit means these aren't surface prayers. Okay, this isn't God bless, you know, now I lay me down to sleep, pray the Lord my soul to keep. Okay, th- th- this, is, this, is, this is supplication in the Spirit where you're feeling after the Lord, you're feeling, you're reaching. Somebody say amen. You're reaching for something. You're reaching for what he has for you. Amen? You're, supp- you're supplicating. You're, you're not, you're, you're, if, if, if it doesn't come right away, you're going to sit. You're going to meditate. You're going to think about what's going on. You're going to think about what, he, what's, what's, what he's been, you've been thinking about what he's been trying to say to you. Amen? It says, and watching. Now, what's watching? Watching? Okay. I think what that means right there is being aware Of what's going on around you in the physical world and also in the spirit. Okay, there's a lot of people that are oblivious to what's going on around them in the world right now. They're caught up in who's wearing what and who's dating who and what celebrity is going here and what, you know, they're, they're oblivious to the things that are going on around them. Somebody say amen. But there's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of people who sit every week in a church, in the church service that's unaware of what's going on around us in the spiritual world. How many knows that we are in a battle and that battle is ramping up right now. It, it, it's all, all hands on deck right now. We need to get on our knees and we need to find out what supplication in the spirit means. Right now, we need to be watching and aware and awaiting and looking at what's going on around us. Somebody say amen. It says "Thereunto, with all perseverance. That means you're going to be a little bit hard headed about your prayer. If you get a phone call, the phone call might have to wait. If you have business that needs to take care of, the business might have to wait. Okay, if you have something going on somewhere, somewhere down, that, that that might have to wait. We gotta understand that the, we gotta hold on to our prayer life with, with our with an iron grip. We gotta persevere. We gotta be persistent and we gotta be consistent. Somebody say amen. No quitting. No letdown. How many knows that when things are going good, we can kind of, well, you know what? I've been really hitting it hard lately. I'm gonna take it easy. I need. Whew. Pastor, I've been hitting it hard. I'm, I've been praying for you, but. I just need to take it easy for a little while. How many knows we got to be consistent and persistent? How many knows one step forward and two steps back, you're going nowhere? Try it. Tomorrow at work, go one step forward and two steps back and see if you get anything done. Come on. Come on. We feel like we're moving forward. We feel like we're moving forward. We get, we get to where we feel pretty decent in the spirit, and then we slack off. We take, take our hands out. Ah, you know what? Put her in park for just a few minutes, okay? I'm, you know, I've been pushing hard. Come on. The, the, the time, this is not the time, folks. This is not the time to let down. This is not the time to not persevere. This is not time to push through those things. Somebody say amen. It says, with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. That means I'm I'm to be praying for you, and you're to be praying for me. And if one of us isn't praying, one of us doesn't get prayed for. Somebody say Amen. So I owe you, I owe you a good prayer life. I owe you when I, when we come into here together to be prayed up, to be ready to do battle for the Lord. How many knows that we come into this place? It's not to get it's not to get our our jolly our joy lifted up all the time. Sometimes it's here to do battle At the end of there's lost souls you know, there's people that need the Lord all around us. Do you understand that there's a, there's a, there's a, the, he said, he said the, the har, harvest is ripe. The fields are white with the, with the harvest, but the laborers are few. Understand that we got to be ready. We got to be prayed up and ready when we come into these walls to start to lift up the name of the Lord. To prepare this atmosphere for that one person that might walk through those doors and need the Lord. And to feel his love, to feel his conviction. that so he may come down here and be prayed through to repentance. Somebody say amen. It's supplication for all saints. If I don't particularly care for you, I got to pray for you anyway. If you don't particularly care for me, you got to pray for me anyway. We're brothers and sisters in the Lord, Sister Susie. We're brothers and sisters in the Lord. I owe you a prayer life, I owe you my prayers. I owe you my support. When the when the thing comes down, the, when the, when the, the texts come over the phone, whether pray for this or pray for that, we owe it. We owe it to those folks. We owe it to those folks to get on our knees and to take it serious because right now there's a crisis in somebody's life, and we need to take it seriously and understand that we need to be ready, willing, and able to hit our knees and pray for these people. Stand in the breach. Stand in the gap. Lift them up. Whatever we got to do, send your angels, Lord, to comfort them wherever they are. God, we owe that to each other. Somebody say amen. You got to pray for my family. I gotta, I'm going to pray for yours. We owe it to each other. So what does it mean pray always? I mean you got to skip work and stay home and, and pray on your knees all the time now. And when I saw uh, what I'm about to say, it, it, it really it humbled me and educated me and convicted me. And lifting me up all at the same time. You think that's possible? Sure. I, you, know, you can feel convicted and good at the same time. Do you know conviction means that God's not done with me? Do you know that conviction in my heart means that God does not, he's not, let, he's not, he's not written me off. He's not, he's not letting me go any way I want to go. How many knows that I don't care how long you've been in the church? You need conviction in your life because he's going to guide you. There's always some deeper. There's always something deeper that he wants to show you. And if you're not doing the things that you need to do, and that conviction comes, you need to thank the Lord for it because he's pulling you closer. He's pulling you into a deeper walk. He 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 wants to know you better, and he wants to he, he wants you to know him better. Amen. Somebody say Amen. When I saw this, I, I it, it took my breath. It really did. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says, pray without ceasing. Okay? Once again, what are we supposed to do with that? Okay? Colossians 4.2 says, continue in prayer. Okay? And watch in the same. That means we're to continue praying and we're to watch praying. Understand that with thanksgiving. Understand that. But when I ran across this, I I was, and what really brought me to it was, the verse in Psalm 141 too, Uh David was saying that Absalom had run him out of out of the city and he was on the run and he couldn't go to temple. He couldn't go to the temple for the for, for the, you know, for the for the, the evening prayer and the, the morning and evening prayer. And so he said, let my he said he's praying. He said, let my prayer be set before thee as incense. And he says the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice, and I started to think, and I was like, what is that, what does that mean? Okay, what, you know, because it was, it was in, my, in my verses for prayer, and I said, what, what does that mean? So guess what I had to do? I had to study to show myself approved. Okay, we read across these things, and the Lord will, will put little nuggets in there, and they'll touch you, and you'll say, man, I wonder what that is, but then we sometimes we'll just go on. With the reading, or go on with our day, and not not really. How many knows we got to study, show ourselves approved, Amen. So so when it says evening sacrifice, I'm gonna look that up. I'm gonna find out what exactly is meant by this. And that brought me to Exodus 29. Let's go there. Exodus 29. Exodus 29. It's amazing, and I want you really to really pay close attention. This is gonna bless you. Exodus 29, 38 through 42. It says, now this is that which thou shalt offer upon the altar. Two lambs of the first year, day by day, continually. Okay, what's that saying? It means two lambs every day on this altar. Every day, 365, every year, every day, every year, continually is supposed to be on the order. 39 says, the one lamb thou shalt offer in the morning. And the other lamb thou shalt offer at evening, even for evening. And with one lamb, a tenth deal of, mi- of flour mingled with the fourth part of a hen of beaten oil. And the fourth part of a hen of wine for a drink offering. And the other lamb thou shalt offer at even, and shalt do thereunto according to the meat offering of the morning, and according to the drink offering thereof, for a sweet savor, an offering made by fire unto the Lord. This shall be a continual, say continual, a continual burnt offering throughout your generations at the door of the tabernacle, Of the congregation before the Lord. What's it say here? Where I will meet you. To speak there unto thee. So let's take this apart. Let's take it apart. Two lambs. Offered every day. On the altar. You put a little flour with it. A little bit of oil prepared. And a little bit of wine. okay, On the altar. And you're going to burn it. And then you, in the evening, you're going to take a lamb. And you're going to take the same amount of flour. You're going to take the same oil. You're going to take the same wine. How many of you the wines of spirit? Amen. Anointing. Remember the oil and the wine? You're going to put it on the altar, and you're going to burn it. And it's going to be a sweet savor unto the Lord. So if you picture this, in the morning, this, this, this altar at the door of the tabernacle, how many knows that we don't, go, we don't offer sacrifice at a tabernacle like that anymore? The tabernacle, we offer sacrifices right here. Okay, and at the door to that tabernacle, this is where we offer our offerings. Throughout the Old Testament, there, was different, there were different sacrifices for different times, different, for different things. But this was daily. Particular ingredients put together to make a certain smell for the Lord. Okay, now offering made by fire, okay, and that fire was never go out. How many knows the fire on our altar is supposed to stay burning? Okay, and we'll get to that in a second. But understand, this is a continual burning upon the altar. A continual savor going up from the door of the tabernacle. And he says, that's where I'll come to meet you. How many know he's going to follow his nose? I smell sweet savor. Luke Christman's on his knees. He's offering up an offering. I smell I smell sweet savor. I'm going to come down. I'm going to meet with him. I'm going to speak to him. Oh, pastor's praying. He's offering up. This. I smell sweet savor. Oh, Craig, Craig is praying. I'm, uh, he's offering up that sweet savor. Okay. How many knows that when we get on our knees, okay, and in the morning and we offer up? That, that first, before we do anything else, we give him the first fruits of our day. The first fruits, before we offer our time or our energy to anything else, anything else that's in our lives we offer first to the Lord and the light through that sacrifice on that fire and then throughout that day that savor it goes up and you might be doing something else and all of a sudden you'll feel him and you'll just have to stop and say Lord oh thank you Lord Lord I pray I praise you Lord Lord thank you for what you've done for me and now you go back to doing whatever you're doing and then somebody calls and says oh I need a prayer for this and buddy you're ready you're ready to go the fire's lit on your altar you don't have to go back and dust off the old ashes and light the fire again somebody needs some prayer yet sweet savers are already going up to the lord all you got to do is hit your knees he said oh i I hear some more some more words coming from from luke today he's praying for somebody i'm getting back over here i'm gonna meet with him i'm gonna speak to him somebody say amen so understand this that that continual offering that we're to offer that it's our prayer that is our prayer that then and and if you think about it the first the first lamb was placed and it was burned all day and that smoke that smoke was just going all day All day, that savor was floating up. And then about the time that it was going to go out, it was time for the evening offering, Brother Smith. So they get a fresh lamb, and they would take it, and they would put it back on the altar just like they were supposed to, and they would light it. So throughout the night, as as they're laying down to sleep, that sweet savor is still going up to the Lord. How many knows that people—somebody say amen. How many knows that there's a lot of people that struggle to get restful sleep? somebody say amen, and I'm telling you right now, if you offer that sweet savor at the end of the day also, how many knows that he can guide your dreams, he can give you restful sleep, and as that savor goes up to him, as you lay your head down on your on your pillow, all that anxiety that you've been feeling can go right out the window. Everything that, 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 the, that the devil's been throwing at you, you can put it in perspective, and you could say, I've offered my sweet savor unto the Lord. I'm laying it in his hands as I lay myself down to sleep, and that savor's going to go up all night all night all night all night and then the next morning when you open your eyes and you get back on your knees for that morning offering and that sweet savor begins to go up. How many knows it's not about getting things. It's not about asking for what you want. It's not about it's not about petitioning God for to, to do something in your life. It's about relationship. It's about understanding that he wants to know you and you need to want to know him. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet right now and just begin to give him some praise. Lord. Lord we worship you right now. Lord we give you praise. We give you honor. We give you glory lord for everything that you've done in our life and god i pray lord right now lord that no matter where where anyone is lord if they're hurting god send your angels lord right now to minister to them god if they need healing lord send them to touch and lord lord light that light that fire on their altar then they may may be able to send up their own sweet savor to you in the name of jesus in the name of jesus in the name of jesus Hallelujah! hallelujah hallelujah you may be seated hallelujah Understand that that fire was supposed to be lit by the hand of God. That fire on that altar was to be lit by the hand of God. You remember when when the two priests, Hophni and Phinehas, and they offered strange fire before the Lord, and the Lord killed them, didn't he? Amen. How many understand that His Spirit, working in us, lights that fire? That time, that time when I came and I knelt, bent my knee, and I knelt before the Lord and I repented and 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 I got in the water and I got baptized. And then when that Holy Ghost came upon me, He lit that fire on my altar. But it's up to us to not let it go out. Somebody say, Amen. It's supposed to be continually burning every day, every minute of every day. The altar of our heart should be continually burning with the presence of the Lord. Somebody say amen. John the Baptist said, I must, I must decrease so he can increase. That means, you know, every time I kneel down, I'm asking for more of him, less of me, more of him. Early in the morning, we put a sacrifice on the altar. And we rise and offer ourselves before Him. We offer ourselves before we offer ourselves to anything else. We place it on the altar, and as we go about our day, that sweet savor of that sacrifice fills our tabernacle. And God could He He could come and He could speak to us. I don't care if you're doing you you're about doing about your job. How many's ever heard His voice during the day when He's speaking to you? And He's, he's he, you're in supplication. You're in you're in you're in you're in uh, in conversation with the Lord in your spirit. Somebody say Amen. And as evening comes, and the savers burn down. And we put that evening sacrifice on, and that that savor fills our tabernacle again. And then the new day dawns, and the fresh sacrifice is placed, and it's just continual, continual prayer, continual sacrifice, continual sa- savor rising up before the Lord. And it's not long. I, I've I've been in play. I've been in, in good, good, uh, consistent prayer. And when I've go- gone to my place where I pray, as I walk toward it, I can feel Him already there, waiting for me. And as I kneel, His presence just envelops me. That that is possible folks that's not that's not just possible that's probable if you're willing to do it if you're willing to put yourself on the altar every day day after day after day after day it it won't be long before you don't even recognize yourself you'll be doing things and hearing things you'll be hearing his voice you'll be reaching for people you'll be doing things that that you've never thought possible your ministry whatever it is that god has called you to do and he's called us all to do something your ministry will start to flourish and start to produce fruit in your life somebody say amen but it's not about, is it it's about setting an alarm, 6 a.m. and 6 p.m.? No, 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 no. You need to hear the voice of the Lord. Amen? It's not about the letter, okay? It's not about the letter. It's about the Spirit. We're to be led by the Spirit. Somebody say amen. A disciple is a good thing. Or discipline is a good thing. Being disciplined about our, in your life is a good thing. But understand it's about hearing Him and being led by the Spirit. Somebody say amen. Stay with me if you will. Understand that active prayer will produce active results. Amen. If the fire is always burning, if it's always, if it's already lit, if it's always burning. And a sacrifice, a, a sacrifice is always on there, burning, sending up that saber, Intercession becomes such a second nature. Okay, it'll, it'll become second nature for the Lord to to reach down and touch you on the shoulder and say, so-and-so needs prayer. It'll become second nature to you, I promise. We'll be able to hear his voice when he calls us to prayer, amen? When he calls us to prayer, we'll be able to hear him. We may not even know why. Sometimes we might know why, but other times we might not know why. But he reaches down, he taps you on the bed, and you wake up, and you just feel him there pulling on you. I've been there. Anybody's ever been there? Hey Amen. he's longing to know you. One time I got, I, I, I went out on the golf course, and I teed my ball up, and I started swinging, and I started hearing the Lord speaking to me. And I was like, man, that's weird. And I went back, and I stopped for a second, and I, I started to pray in a little bit. And, and he said, this is the only time that you're not running around, uh, Consumed with everything. You know, I went out, I was relaxed, my my mind was open, and that's when he chose to speak to me. How many he knows us? He knows where we are, knows what we're going through, knows what we need before we ever ask it. But he also knows what his kingdom needs. And sometimes his what his kingdom needs might not have anything to do with you at the time. But he might need you. To participate in somebody else's life, in somebody else's discipleship, in somebody else's transformation. Somebody say amen. It isn't always about us. It isn't always about us, I said. I said it isn't always about us. Did you hear me? We live in a narcissistic society. Me, 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 How does it affect me? How does it affect me? Okay? My truth. No. It isn't always about you. It isn't always about me. But it is always about his kingdom. Somebody say, Amen. Now I'm going to say one more thing and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open up these altars. And I want you to grasp this, okay? Our prayer won't change God, God's will is God's will. Somebody say amen. As a matter of fact, that's how we need to be praying to God's will. I said our prayer won't change God. God's the same. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. What our prayer is supposed to change is us. We're not supposed we're not, we're not put on this earth to ask for more stuff. Okay. We're put on this earth to please him. Our prayers won't change God. But they will change us let's pray dear heavenly father God I thank you Lord for your word God I thank you Lord for your spirit Lord I thank you Lord for the active way that you speak to us God I thank you Lord that you're alive you're a, you're a living God you're a, you're a consuming fire but Lord God I pray Lord that you would call us call us back to our knees lord in this time lord call us back to our knees lord let us understand the dire time we live in let us understand the need for prayer in our life god oh pull us back lord to our knees in jesus name hallelujah hallelujah come and pray come and pray come and pray hallelujah